Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to our book reading entitled When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The book has been compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarakpuri. We continue on page 180, Expedition Against Banu Nadir. Other matters demanded the Prophet's attention. Amr bin Umayyah's killing of the two men from Banu Kilab had to be redressed. If no blood money was forthcoming, the Muslims would be deemed guilty of violating a pact and more bloodshed could be expected. Subsequently, the Prophet, peace be upon him, went to Banu Nadir along with a few of his companions to ask them to contribute towards the blood money. They said to him, Abu Qasim, we shall do accordingly. Take your seat here. We will fulfill your need. The Prophet, peace be upon him, waited while the Jews consulted privately with one another. Unfortunately, Shaitan prevailed over the honor, and they decided to murder the Prophet, peace be upon him. They said to each other, Who will carry this millstone and drop it on him? Uprose Amr bin Jash to carry out the deed. In the meantime, as the Prophet sat waiting for his hosts to come back with their decision, Jibril descended and revealed the plot to him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, hurried away and set out for the road to Medina, where he was joined by his companions. Treachery by allies who were bound by a treaty is never a light matter. By plotting against the Prophet, peace be upon him, Banu Nadir had demonstrated that they could not coexist with the Muslims. Naturally, the Prophet wished to end the alliance and, based on the action of the Jews, assumed that they were at war with one another. He therefore sent Muhammad bin Muslima to issue an ultimatum to the Jews. Since they had forfeited their right to live with the Muslims, they were to leave Medina within ten days. Any Jew found after the lapse of the deadline would be put to death. After receiving this notice, the Jews began preparing to leave. At that point, Abdullah bin Ubay, the head of the hypocrites, sent them a message urging them to stay on, for we had 2,000 warriors ready to enter their fortress and defend them. The hypocrites had once more struck to undermine the Prophet's position. In Surah Al-Hashir, refers to the tenuous allegiance and how it was patched together with lies. Do you not observe the hypocrites tell their faithless friends from among the people of the book? If you are driven out, we will accompany you. We will never obey your enemies, and if you are attacked, we will defend you. But Allah is a witness that they are liars. Chapter 59, verse 11 The Jews felt emboldened at such shows of support from their purported friends. They sent a message to the Prophet, peace be upon him, that they were not about to leave Medina regardless of the consequences. The Prophet responded, Allahu Akbar, and his companions echoed the cry. It was a call to arms, entrusting the safety of Medina to Ibn Umm Maktoum, an, and the Muslim standard to Ali. The Prophet and his troops advanced towards the territory of Banu Nadir and laid siege to them. The Jews took refuge in their fortresses and castles and showered arrows and stones at the Muslim army. Since their date groves and gardens stood as a buffer zone, the Prophet, peace be upon him, ordered his men to cut down the trees and set the gardens ablaze. This act sank the spirits of Banu Nadir. After six days of holding out, some say a fortnight, they agreed to lay down arms on condition that they would be allowed to go safely into exile. Their friends among Banu Quraida had failed to support them, as had the head of the hypocrites and his allies. Allah says in the Noble Qur'an, The allies deceived them the way Satan does when he says to a man, Disbelieve in Allah. 
When the man listens to him and commits disbelief, Satan suddenly says, I am not responsible for your decision. I fear Allah, the Lord of the universe. Chapter 59, verse 16 the Prophet, peace be upon him, allowed the Jews to take all their belongings except their arms. They carried with them whatever they could, even the doors, windows, and beams of the houses. The Qur'an refers to this event in the following verse. Allah drove out the faithless tribe of Jews from their homes at the first gathering. You did not think that they would leave, and they thought their fortresses would protect them from Allah. But Allah approached them in a way they did not expect, and cast terror in their hearts. Their homes were destroyed by their own hands as well as by the believers. Reflect on this event, those of you who have eyes. Chapter 59, verse 2 Thus the Jews left Medina, most of them settling in Haybar, while a small group migrated to Syria. The land confiscated from the Jews was divided among the first Meccan immigrants, while Abu Dujana and Sahal bin Hanif, two members of the Ansar, were given plots because of the financial situation. The Prophet, peace be upon him, used part of the revenue from the land to maintain his wives for the whole year. The rest is spent on defense and for providing horses and arms for the Muslim warriors. Fifty coats of mail, fifty helmets and three hundred swords that had been seized were also distributed among the Muslim troops. Abu Sufyan had left Uhud with the promise of another military encounter the following year, and with the arrival of Sha'ban the fourth of the Hijra, the Prophet peace be upon him preempted his adversary in a march towards the battlefield. He camped at Badr, where he waited eight days for Abu Sufyan. He had with him a force consisting of 1,500 soldiers and 10 horses. Ali bin Abu Talib an, was the standard bearer, while the administration of Medina was handed over to Abdullah bin Ruwaha. An. Abu Sufyan also set out with an army of 2,000 soldiers, including 50 cavalrymen, but from the start he appeared to be lacking fire. Upon arrival at the venue, he remarked to his men, Battle is suitable when there is freshness and greenery throughout, so that the animals can graze and we can also drink milk. But now, as there is drought everywhere, I am going back. You people should follow me. Abu Sufyan's entire army seemed to share his sentiments and tamely marched back without meeting the enemy. The Muslims, meanwhile, stayed on at Badr and carried out a number of business transactions. They sold their goods and made handsome profits. The Quraysh had retreated without drawing a single sword, so the Muslims returned with their military reputation in high standing. In Rabi'ul Awal, that same year, the Prophet, peace be upon him, launched a punitive attack on a group of bandits at Dumat al-Jandal. At last, all the enemies were subdued, and there was peace for an entire year, a year that the Prophet, peace be upon him, was able to spend consolidating the faith and teaching his followers. After the expedition against Banu Nadir and the meek departure of the Quraysh from battle, a year and a half went by without any disturbances. It seemed that the Muslims were finally free to spread their religion and bring about changes in their environment and daily lives, but the ideal was soon to be disrupted. The exiled Jewish tribes had consolidated their bases at Haybar, and having done so, they began to dream of vengeance. Realizing the need to rally as much manpower as possible, they went about seeking allies against the Muslims. Some biographers say they, that 20 chieftains and leaders of the Khaybar Jews went to the Quraysh pledging support for a renewed military campaign. 
When the Quraysh agreed, the Jewish delegation contacted Banu Hatvan and they also gave their consent. More and more clans were roped in, and the plan was that each of them should move towards Medina simultaneously. That's where we leave today's book reading. We continue with the story of the Battle of the Trench tomorrow, inshallah. We are reading from the book When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarak Puri. If you'd like to get this download as well as the other downloads in the book, you're welcome to do so by going on to vocfm.iono.fm and click on the book reading channel. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.